Welcome to the Live Treasure Podcast, brought to you by Treasured Ministries, where every week we coach you with steps of faith you can take today to change your tomorrow. And now on to today's show. Hello there and happy summer to you. Today we're kicking off our summer podcast series called What Does It Mean to Forgive? You know, many women want to do right by God and forgive those who have offended us. And we hear lots of sermons that tell us to forgive, but really what it means to forgive, that can become confusing. And so this summer, I wanted to do an entire series on that. I wanted to teach you from the Word of God, diving deep every week, because when I began to really look at what forgiveness meant for me, it clarified confusion over the topic. It not only healed my heart, but it also set me And so before we get into today's message, I'm going to give you three ways for you to get the most out of this summer series. Number one, listen to the message every week. Now, the teaching message is going to be posted inside of our podcast this week, but we're also going to be posting the video of this message inside of our YouTube channel and on the Treasured Tribe website. The Treasured Tribe is our online Christian community, especially for women, brought to you by Treasured Ministries. And on that site, we have um, many things, including lots of resources. So those teachings will be um, posted there. In addition to that, on the Treasured Tribe site, I'm also going to be posting the PDF of my teaching notes. So if you want to go back and look at a scripture or whatever, just see the points that I had, you'll have access uh, to that. And so every week you either want to listen to the message, you know, pop in your your earbuds and, um, and just listen to the message through the podcast, through YouTube, through the Treasure Tribe. You can print the teaching notes if you're on, if you're in the Treasure Tribe, um, and so the first thing is every week I'm going to be teaching you straight from the Word of God about this topic, and so you want to listen to the message. Number two, I'm going to give you a weekly scripture to read. Now, it's important for us not just to listen to the podcast, but to go deep on our own. And so every week I'm going to be supplying you with a set of scriptures that you can read through throughout the week. Um, Many times during the year in our churches, in our small groups, summertime kind of either halts regular routines or they kind of shift to a more relaxed pace. Um, But we still want to stay connected to the Word. And so um, you want to read the Word during the week. And on that note, this week... Um, and I'll have this in the um, in the description as well. But this week, the scripture is Genesis 37 and Genesis 39 through 41. And again, you don't have to write it down. It's going to be in the notes, but it's Genesis 37 and 39 through 41. Now, you might be saying, gosh, it's a lot of scripture. 
Well, I can tell you, we're not going to have that much every week, but we're going to be looking at Joseph's story in the beginning of our series um, because he was very wise with the way he handled uh, the, uh, his brothers who wounded him. And so I just want you to kind of get a background um, for his story and, and what happened to him. So, um, so you want to read the word every week. And then number three is to connect with others to process what you're learning. Man, I tell you what, there is nothing better than talking about the word inside of community. And every time I do it, I do my Bible study within the Treasure Tribe, but it's like it's like it brings 3D to my study. And inside, and so you can do that a lot of different ways. Like you could, you know, if you're listening to a podcast, you could send the podcast to a friend and say, hey, I'm going to listen to this over the summer. Want to listen to it with me? Or if you're YouTube, you can share it with friends. If you're on YouTube, you can um, leave a comment about the podcast or leave leave me a question. Um, I love it when you ask questions inside of uh, YouTube, but you just want to try to connect in some way so that you're not learning, you know, in a vacuum that you can uh, process with others because that really does, you know, I always say your study of God's word grows when you gather. So make sure you're connecting with others. And if you're interested in connecting with me every week as we walk through this study inside of the Treasure Tribe, um, I'm going to have a Zoom gathering just for Treasure Tribe members every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And so you guys that are Tribe members, you can join me on that Zoom call. And if you're not, if you're not a Treasure Tribe member and you'd like to join, it's easy. You just go to treasuredtribe.com and sign up. And it's a great way for less than $10 a month for you to support Treasured Ministries and get a lot of really cool benefits. So make sure you check that out. All right, on to today's message. Let's do this. Forgiveness is a topic that we hear a lot about in church, but it is very hard to define. And because of that, many women, uh, well-meaning women who want to do right by God, um, desperately want to know what it means to forgive. And the truth about it is, is that forgiveness is not a simple topic. It, it's a very complex topic. And the first time that I really um, grasped that forgiveness was a lot more uh, than you could just preach in one sermon or talk about in one sitting uh, was one day when I was talking to my counselor. God blessed me with a very gifted uh, therapist, um, somebody that was a um, rock strong believer in God and in his in the Word, um, as well as having deep knowledge um, of psychology. He graduated from Oral Roberts University for his undergraduate degree, and then 
his PhD he received from Duke University. Now, we all know that Oral Roberts University is really big on faith. And for those of you that live outside of North Carolina, Duke University is like very uh, astute. It's definitely considered um, up in the ranks of the Ivy League colleges. And I preface this story that I'm getting ready to tell you to share with you that my therapist had a vast background and he was also um, a firm believer in the Word of God and just had a lifetime of walking with the Lord. And so one day inside of my counseling session when I was sitting with him and inside of this time in my life, it was after God had delivered me from codependency, but not yet taken me into my, what I call my promised land yet. I was in this wilderness season where I was really learning more about what it meant to depend on God. And inside of my Egypt, inside of my codependency, forgiveness meant to me always um, pleasing people, pretending like it was okay, um, being nice to other people, uh, and not really understanding how to handle offense. And so because of that, the offense would happen, it would occur, and it would still be buried because I wasn't treating uh, the wound God's way. Well, I knew uh, that I did not want to go back to my Egypt. Uh, I didn't want to go back to my old ways of handling offense. I wanted to walk in my new way. And so I began to ask my therapist, you know, what does it mean to forgive? And for the very first time out of all of our sessions, he sat back in his chair and he started fumbling for words to answer me. Now, I had never seen my therapist do this before. As I said, he was very astute. He's a very gifted um, counselor. He is very strong in his faith. And he did give me an answer, but it wasn't one that seemed to really um, go deep with me or just solve this quest that I had because I knew that God had broken me free uh, from the codependency. And, and when you're a codependent, um, forgiveness is, is not easy for us. And part of the reason why uh, is, is, number one, that we want everything uh, in life to be fair. We need it to be fair because if we're dependent upon other people uh, to do for us and things are not fair, well, then, you know, life is just a little bit out of control. And so forgiving others doesn't seem fair. Another reason why I think as a codependent, sometimes we can struggle with unforgiveness is that codependents are extremely self-reliant. 
And so when something happens like that to us, instead of trusting God for his justice and his defense, many times we'll try to take matters into our own hands. And I don't necessarily mean that we get back at the person, but we'll try to handle the offense by pushing it down, by ignoring it, by pretending that we're okay. And how many of you know that when you don't treat the wound God's way, it does not go away. Another reason why codependents um, uh, struggle with unforgiveness and, and why I was asking my therapist this question is because we get our worth and value out of being good. In other words, we want to do right by God. And especially when we're walking in that Christian faith, we want, hey, God, give me the forgiveness checklist, right? And I, I want to be, I want to do it right, right? And so what ha- what was happening to me is that there was this pull on me, like I wasn't being a good person because I wasn't backing down and going back to my Egypt and going back to my people-pleasing ways and going back to my ways where I didn't confront um, offense inside of my life out of fear uh, of rejection. And so I really just wanted to know, God, I want to do right by you. Please tell me what it means to forgive. And I wonder if any of you can relate to that. Well, just yesterday, I met um, two friends for lunch. Now, these two friends of mine, we've been in a prayer circle now uh, for 15 years. So we're very dear friends. And after we finished lunch together, one of my friends said to me, you know, Eileen, I've got a question for you before we go. What is the difference between forgiveness and forgetting? Or is there a difference? Or what is my responsibility inside of this whole matter? And then she began to share with me um, a story about a very serious offense that someone had taken on her family. And, you know, we talked through that. And I said, oh, my goodness, you know, this just confirms for me this, uh, this teaching series that we're getting ready to launch into. And, you know, as she was talking and as she was sharing with her struggles with me, I was thinking about my own life and how for years that I didn't understand the wisdom of God about forgiveness. Now, we all know that forgiveness is good for us. Whether you're a Christian or from the secular community, there's articles about how forgiveness is good for you and bitterness is not good for you. We know it tells us in the Bible that we should forgive. Uh, So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's something that you need to do because I know you know that it needs to get done. But how many of you experience this. Many sermons, many resources will tell us that we need to forgive, but they don't define it for us or they don't tell us practically how to do this. And see, that's a problem because the reality is, is that forgiveness 
is a complex topic. That's why when I asked my therapist, and I asked him actually at the last 10 minutes of our session, but he fumbled over his words and he couldn't just, you know, ballpark it for me or give me a checklist or just button it up because it's a complex topic. And this complex topic is often oversimplified. How many times have you been in church? And at the very end of the message, the pastor will tell, and rightly so, he'll tell you, you just need to forgive. Or maybe it is that you've been in a counseling session and somebody tells you, you need to forgive. Well, we all know we need to forgive. But it's a very complex topic. And oftentimes it's oversimplified. And when that happens... It creates more confusion, preventing us from applying God's remedy to heal our wounds. You see, without God's wisdom on true forgiveness and reconciliation, we will treat the wounds with methods that we may feel like our forgiveness, but will ultimately fail to give us our freedom. And I'm just going to list some of them for you. The first one is we pretend. We just say forgiveness means I'm going to pretend it didn't hurt and I'm going to push it down. We don't. The other thing we do is we don't confront our offender. We're not honest with ourselves about how it feels. We don't acknowledge the hurt in our life um, um, because if we do, then we're going to have to do something about it. So we're not honest with ourselves and others. We lie. And when people say, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, we say, that's okay. When you know what? It really wasn't okay the way that somebody spoke to you, the abuse that you've experienced, it's not okay. And then sometimes, because we're so afraid to confront the person or whatever it may be, we actually will, but but that anger, right? When we don't get it out God's way, it'll stay buried within us. And then what happens is we'll get angry at somebody else that's safe. I can tell you inside of my own life uh, that many times, you know, when I'm upset about somebody else, sometimes I'll get upset with my husband, right? We blame and we get angry at somebody else. Some of us, maybe some of you listening here, (laughs) you shoulder the shame. You carry the shame of what another person that wounded you did to you. You carry that shame. Some of us will justify the abuser, right? Instead of honestly forgiving, we'll make all kinds of excuses for the person that wounded us. They were too young. They didn't know any better. All these sorts of things. We justify the uh, abuser. The other thing that we try to do is we try to muster up these feelings of love, right? the warm, fuzzy feelings. We want to make ourselves like that person. (laughs) And then when we're really honest about it, because we know that we don't like them, we feel very guilty and we're trying to force ourselves to feel a certain way. We respond by just being nice on the outside and we bury it all down. And we pat ourselves on the back sometimes, telling us 
that this suffering is necessary because love covers a multitude of sins. You know something, the enemy will use scripture and he'll twist it to take you away from walking in God's wisdom. And then sometimes religious guilt will come into play. And so forgiveness for us becomes all about relieving ourselves of this religious guilt. It doesn't really come from the heart. We just want uh, to to feel um, uh, not bound by that. And that religious guilt that can keep us intact, not confronting, not stopping, Abuse that happens inside of our life. Sometimes we never say a word, but then we swear we are going to prove ourselves and we spend a lifetime working to perform, to prove to our offender you were wrong. Sometimes, instead of forgiving, we'll take on the victim role and we will truly believe that we are powerless in our circumstances and that people are in control of us. Now, how do I know all of these things? (laughs) Because I've done them in my life. And it may have looked like I was trying to forgive on the outside by burying the hurt and by being nice and by pretending, but it didn't heal the wound because unless wounds are healed God's way, they will not go away. Without God's wisdom, our wounds will not heal. But I've got some good news for you. God's wisdom to handle offense not only heals your heart, but it will hand you the freedom to be able to move forward. And here's the truth. You and I must not oversimplify the complexity of forgiveness. We must consult the entire counsel of God to look at what God says about forgiveness. When you and I consult the Bible, the counsel of God. It gives us clarity to the complexity of forgiveness, equipping every woman with powerful wisdom to treat the wound God's way and get your freedom back. And diving deep into the Word of God is what this teaching series on what it means to forgive is going to be all about. That is going to be our goal. Considering the entire counsel of God and really diving deep over these next weeks so that you can have God's wisdom to treat the wound His way and not only heal your heart, but let God hand you the keys to your freedom so you can move on. Now, the first thing that I want you to see is that forgiveness does not mean that you throw wisdom out of the window to deal with those who have wounded you. On the contrary, we seek the Lord for His wisdom and His strategy. Why? 
so we can move on to serve him instead of our offender or the enemy. Now, the first thing that I want you to see about that point is it's really, I want you to think about, and this has really helped me when it's time for me to address an offense, is that I've got so much emotional energy that I can spend every day. And you know where I want to spend it? I want to spend it pouring into um, the, my friends and family that I love, pouring into the women that come to Treasured Ministries, pouring into positive ways. You know, when you're holding unforgiveness, it's like the enemy and your offender take up um, emotional real estate in your thoughts. And it's like you get on the hook. In fact, um, unforgiveness, it, it entangles you with the enemy. Second Corinthians 2.11 says this, when you forgive this man, I forgive him too. And when I forgive whatever needs to be forgiven, I do so with Christ's authority for your benefit so that Satan will not out smart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. The Bible tells us that, see, unforgiveness is the enemy scheme. And what happens is, is that not only does it get a hook inside of us with the enemy, because really we're playing into his strategy, right? Instead of God's strategy, is that it, it connects us to our offender and y'all know what I'm talking about. You know when you just can't stop thinking about the wrong and the hurt. You know when it's distracting you from doing the things that you love or pouring into the people that you love. See, we want to serve God and unforgiveness will entangle you with the enemy and, uh, and your offender and it's forgiveness when done God's way that will give you your free will back so you can surrender it to God. Now, one of the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at, we're going to be looking at a lot of scripture, right? But, um, but we're going to start with looking at the story uh, of Joseph. And uh, Joseph was greatly wounded, um, but he never threw wisdom out of the window when dealing with his brothers who had wounded him. Um, now, I want to read to you this quote that a common uh, commentary wrote about Joseph. It says this, Joseph's conduct as a servant, prisoner, and official was exemplary, but the way he dealt with his brothers and brought them to true repentance was a masterpiece of spiritual insight, patience, and love. And this is William Worsberry. And we're going to see that Joseph was not a doormat, that he used wisdom when he dealt with those who had wounded him. Acts 7, 9, and 10 um, says this, These patriarchs were jealous of their brother Joseph, and they sold him to be a slave in Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. And God gave him favor before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. God also gave Joseph unusual wisdom. 
unusual wisdom. Now, I looked up um, uh, the, the Greek for that word wisdom in that scripture, and one of the definitions was the act of interpreting dreams and always giving the sagest advice. And you're going to see when we go into it that Joseph was wise. He didn't throw wisdom out the window when dealing with those who wounded him. And see, the same is true uh, for, for you and I. When you get hurt, it never means that you stop setting boundaries. It doesn't mean that you throw wisdom out the window. It doesn't mean that you trust your offender again. God has a greater way. Now, we just saw that Joseph had been given this incredible wisdom uh, by God. And, you know, when I was, um, I, I taught a Bible study on the life of Joseph, and I was saying, don't y'all wish Joseph could like be our life coach? I mean, he was this extraordinary man, this entrepreneur. He was, could interpret dreams. And the Bible says he had just this amazing wisdom. And have you ever wanted to know when an offense has come your way and it's still got a hold on your heart and you're crying out to God, God, I just wish I knew what to do. And it seems so overwhelming. And then maybe you go into church and your pastor rightly and with a good heart says, just forgive. And it seems so simple, but it's not. It's complex. Well, there's good news because God has given us the word as our wisdom and not only that, He's given us the Holy Spirit, which will lead us into all truth. And that is what this teaching series is going to be about. I am not just going to teach one message on forgiveness, tell y'all you need to forgive, and then sign off. I'm not going to tell you about all the benefits. I'm not going to tell you any of those things. We are going to dig deep into the Word of God and find out what it really means to forgive. Because God's wisdom to handle offense not only heals your heart, but listen to me. It hands you the keys to your freedom and your future. And that is always worth fighting for. You see, when we're offended, we seek the Lord for His strategy to apply His solution to our wound and find freedom. And this is important because you need to move on. You've got a life to live. You've got more to deal with than the offenses in your life. And guess what? There's going to be more offenses that are going to come. And so you and I have to gain a strategy by diving deep into the word, by saying, you know what? Maybe it's not as simple as I thought. And maybe that's what's causing my confusion. You see, um, it, you need that freedom. You know, the enemy, he steals so much from us. 
One, when we get wounded, there's a loss. It could be a loss of money. It could have been the loss of your innocence. It could be the loss of your childhood, your marriage, your dignity, your self-respect, your love, whatever it was, there's always a loss. And I'm going to tell you something. And I want you to look right at me. You know what? It is time for the enemy to stop stealing. He has robbed you of enough. Don't let him rob you of any more. You see, God has a strategy and his strategy is good and it works and it doesn't make you into a doormat. And it doesn't make you throw wisdom out the window. But what does happen, see, because the enemy steals. And it's not only a thing like money or your time or your marriage or whatever it was. You know what? He steals your emotional energy. I really want you to think about that. How much emotional capital has the enemy been stealing because of an offense you are getting ready to get free by applying his strategy so you can spend it on your purpose. And see, to me, you know, I look to at this that, it, you know, it's like it's taking back my freedom. It's taking it back from the enemy. You're cutting the cord with the enemy. You're cutting the cord with your offender and you're rising up. Make no mistake about it. Forgiving others is a force from heaven to be reckoned with. And it is not pretending and it is not trusting necessarily. And it is not never boundary setting. And it is never, ever condoning or enabling abuse. It's time for every woman listening today to understand how to step under God's strategy. And that's exactly the goal for this summer. Uh, as, as I record these videos, we're going to step under God's strategy as we dive deep into the Word of God and find freedom once and for all. God's wisdom to handle offense not only heals our hearts, but it hands us our freedom. All right, so can you all tell that I am fired up about this teaching series? Because I have to say, I am just mighty fired up about this. So I've got a question for you. Have you been offended and it's still owning and occupying your heart? Good news. There is wisdom in the word to heal your wound. But unless you treat that wound God's way, it will not go away. And so this summer, we're going to dive deep and get that wisdom from God's word to get our freedom back. Because God's wisdom to handle offense not only heals our hearts, but it hands us the keys to our freedom so we can move forward and become all that God has created us to be. See you next time. Bye-bye.